thought she was fucking great in this. And she was soft. She was good. <clears throat> What's my voice? God, this is it. <coughs> it's early morning shit. We're, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> uh, oh God, I, I just woke up like an hour ago. We should retheme. Uh, since we're recording at around that time, we should retheme this podcast to be like a um, like a mid morning, like a late morning radio show. You know, mm-hmm. you hear on the way to like when you like have a sick like a half day at school. You know, you hear, yeah, yeah. They like get some call ins about people complaining <laughs> about work and shit. Yeah. All right, Moises, the phones are open. We're going to wait for some calls to enter the sweepstakes to win two tickets to Motley Crue this weekend. Uh, but first, we're going to go- hand it over to Jamie with the traffic report. And there's like a boom, boom, no, 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 no. Hey, guys, yeah. uh, traffic fucking sucks. Uh, so don't go in your car. No one should drive. No one should have a vehicle or a license. People should just stay at home. Thanks, Jamie, for the traffic report. <laughs> and now your weekend weather forecast. Uh, it's going to be a little chilly. Indiana fall is two weeks in between summer and winter, so enjoy it. <laughs> I love this weather, though. Oh, this is like my ideal weather. It's beautiful. I need to find a state that's just this all the time. Shit. I don't, Probably. I don't think that exists. Well, see, maybe Seattle? No, that's got to get like miserably cold, though, during the... Yeah, I could deal with that as long as like, like, I don't I, I prefer cold to heat just because you can always put more layers on. Yeah, me but too. when it's but when it's hot, you can't you can only take so many layers off because. it. <laughs> yeah, you it, can it, only make things shorter by, you know, it's hard once, you know, there's a certain point where you're like, shit, you know, I don't want this shirt to look like a crop top. So, yeah, exactly. And you're also like, I'm still hot. Do I just start peeling my skin now? like do i like what where is there to go i agree oh that's what people love to listen to this podcast for is like we are actually turning into like a midday god i i I just i just joked about it and now we are (laughs) oh god between this and sandy sandy wexler you know we kind of i think we're starting to skew the format a little bit this is like the freeform jazz era of the show the yeah. show is um, Inter Sandman, by the way. This is the podcast where every week we talk about a film in the career of Adam Sandler, discuss it, pick it apart, and we and uh, tell you what we think. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, you know, it's the freeform jazz era. You know, I'm doing a little thing on the clarinet, you know. Our producer, Jamie, you know, he's, uh, he's just on the bass. <laughs> and I'll throw it over to you for something on your trumpet. Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always wanted to learn. No, I always wanted to learn how to play the saxophone. So Fuck, me too. Me too. Uh, put saxophone. I'm on the saxophone. Oh, okay, right, right. That make, that'll make a song, right? Yeah. Clarinet, bass, and saxophone. Actually, I think if anything, one of us should play the drums at least, you know, because we definitely need some drums. Yeah. Um, I did percussion. Your assistant. Your assistant. Yeah, oh, right, the secretary, yeah. Forgot about that character. Um, In middle school, I was forced, uh, because I had to do some sort of music thing. You know, like they forced you at Brownsburg Middle Schools. I don't, I don't, you weren't in Brownsburg yet for middle school, right? I, yeah, no, I wasn't. I don't, but I don't know if they forced you where you went, but they forced us to do something with the music. 
So like my options were band, orchestra, choir. And I was and still hate singing in front of people. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'll try band. And I was on percussion and I was bad at it. And the, the band director hated me. <laughs> so I could do drums is what I'm saying. Okay. Now, in <laughs> sixth grade, I had my own personal whiplash. And, um, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would say, were you rushing or dragging? And I would go, I don't know. And he'd go, just sit down. <laughs> oh fuck uh the we're, we're, today just imagine like an <laughs> old man just screaming at middle schoolers come <laughs> on that's not my tempo when he's in like a preschool like they're like plucking at a ukulele <laughs> uh we're not talking about what well, we did talk about uh whiplash just now but we're not talking about whiplash today we're talking about uh, Meyerowitz and their stories, the Meyerowitz stories, um, which Mr. I believe Meyerowitz. Mr. Meyerowitz and his stories, which I I made that post before I watched the movie and I was kind of right. Yeah, you were. I was kind of on the money. Uh, and I believe, Moises, correct me if I'm wrong, they're new and selected. Fucking god! I hate movie so mo- movie loses a star just for that subtitle. It's like <laughs> uh, oh it is fucking god. Um, a f- Netflix original film by Noah Bombach. Is it is it Bomba- Bombach or Bombach? I've never <laughs> help me. I'm I'm, I'm asking for help. Just Bombach. I'm extending my <laughs> Bombach sounds right. Yeah. Noah Bombast. <laughs> Noah Fantastic. <laughs> Mr. Bombeck. Uh, Mr. Bombeck and his stories uh, that are new and selected. Uh, Noah Bombeck, of course, you might recognize as the writer-director behind everyone's favorite uh, screaming showcase, Marriage Story, last year. Mm-hmm. But he's also done various other films, such as Kicking and Screaming. No, not the one with um, Will Ferrell. Uh, the Squid and the Whale. Uh, was Francis Ha him? Yeah, that's him. I know you watched it. Yeah. Um, Mistress America. Mistress America. Greenberg, I think, is one. Yeah. He's made a lot more than I that's realized. That's a Ben Stiller flick. He did a lot of Ben Stiller. Yeah. Ben Stiller's his muse. Uh, Which, I'd say yeah, him and like Adam Driver. Yeah, Noah Baumbach work like liking working with uh, Ben Stiller and Adam Driver is just another example of like an auteur director working with a more attractive version of himself. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> like I know this is like because I saw someone like point this out. I meant to look it up, but like other examples that come the, the other example that comes to mind is like Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. With like Leonardo DiCaprio and then um, uh, Robert Pattinson and Tenet. Yeah. Who like look and dress just like Christopher Nolan. Uh, Mr. Bombastic. Um, mm-hmm. He. Um, and he's known s- for like, I'd, I'd say mostly like mumblecore. Oh, that's a great word for it. That's, yeah, yeah that's right. Which, uh, I mean. I mean, he's just sort of like. Um, one of the founding fathers of mumblecore, I want to say, right? I guess like so. Accurate? I don't know enough about it, but I'd say he's <laughs> definitely like someone who at least like 
popularized it. Because I know like people always talk about Francis Ha and Mistress America. Those are like the two that they always bring up, which are both like Greta Gerwig main star. Yeah. Because I know Greta Gerwig was like the star of Mumblecore. Mumblecore is a subgenre of independent films characterized by naturalistic acting and dialogue, uh, sometimes improvised, low budget film production, an emphasis on dialogue over plot and focus on the personal relationships of people in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. Which is like, I've kind of started to learn that I love movies that like have no fucking plot. It's just like about, oh, I don't I, know. I guess, um, I guess like Woody Allen was a, yeah, uh, no, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. It has, it has a lot of the same DNA. Um, Set in New on, York, like every time. Uh, oh yeah, I'm also seeing like um, Clerks, uh, Before Sunrise, Sex Lies, and Videotape. You know, like it's like if you've seen it, you know it. You know, it's like yeah. a very specific, uh, specific sort of subgenre. Yeah, Noah Bumbach is someone who like took in fucking ran with it. Yeah, I mean the thing is, most of the people like associated with the term reject it, so it's not like a it's it's not really seen as a compliment by yeah. most people yeah you you uh i i will say just a full disclosure i meant to like watch a bunch of bombac this week but like i'm really bad at time management with uh school so i didn't get to but moises i think you watched like pretty much i watched i think five of them yeah but that's like there's just like two or three you missed so you yeah. go well me and Kellen, it's weird with me and Kellen because we have very similar tastes, but at the same time, very different. Like yeah. we love, me and him love all the mindless, sh- like we love sharing mindless shit together. So like me and him, if you guys haven't heard the best movie of 2020, Honest Thief, it's not even out yet. But like, <laughs> me and Kellen want to go see that. Like we love mindless shit. It but- might be hard for the people listening to a podcast entirely about Adam Sandler to believe that it's co-hosts like mindless, stupid shit. I don't know, Moises. I don't, I don't think they'll believe but, that. But, but I also, I feel like I, I'm a pretentious prick and I like pretentious shit and you don't sometimes, uh, most of the time. Look, I have, uh, look, <laughs> we, but we both have our fair share of pretentious shit, but it's like yeah. just, it's different pretentious shit. And that's where we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the time it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, definitely Noah Bombach is someone you would fucking hate. Like you would hate <laughs> Noah Bombach's movies. I mean, the, from the two I've seen, uh, I will. Okay. Um, I did attempt to watch kicking and screaming <laughs> I, I mean, I also, like, I A, didn't get the chance to, like, really sit down and watch it. Uh-huh. Just, like, I mean, it's, uh, I tried kicking and screaming, but, like, I couldn't get past the opening scene, which I've yeah. heard in positive reviews of the movie. They're, like... is the can, slowest scene. The Yeah, like, people are, like, the opening scene's, like, absolutely terrible. Yeah. I think, and, like, I've... This is another criticism I'm echoing. Not criticism, just, like, um, analysis. I've seen people echo is that um uh well some background in case you didn't know like the the like secretly the the spiciest pit of backstory behind a movie last year was that marriage story is based off of um 
Noah Baumbach's own divorce to actress uh, uh, Jennifer Janet Lee. Is that her name? I, I feel like I'm missing. I, I, a, I'm definitely missing something in there. I just fucking watched something with her. What is she? Jennifer Jason Lee? Where did I get Janet Lee? Yeah, uh, Marriage Story is based off Noah Baumbach's own divorce to uh, with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, and shortly, and it's like you know, kind of reading between the lines, just kind of it seems that he was having an affair with Greta Gerwig. Yeah, who is um, the writer director of uh, Lady Bird, Little Women, um, was also an actress for a while. Yeah, she started off as an actress. Yeah. What I'm trying to say, this is all just to say that um, Noah Baumbach, he is in a relationship with and like kind of collaborates with Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I I think it first started as like collaborating because I think I think she also wrote in wrote for Francis Ha and she's the main star. Yeah, I think that might have been after I think that might have been after they got together. No, it's uh, not. It's <laughs> I don't not? think it is. I don't think it is because this is, Francis Ha is a little earlier. Like that wasn't a year ago. That was like a couple years ago. No, okay. Noah Baumbach got divorced in 2018. And yeah, Francis Ha came out 2012. Yeah, no, I mean exactly. 2013. 20, yeah, so yeah, exactly. oh, that's oh man, exactly. So <laughs> that's why people like talk about it because they've been collab. They have been collaborating. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ooh. exactly. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, what I was saying was Noah Baumbach, someone that you, I feel like you wouldn't like his movies because, you know, it's, he's like, like, for example, him and Wes Anderson are like buds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just let me thread the needle. I got off on a tangent. Uh, the something I've seen echoed, and I kind of felt in going from kicking and screaming, or at least the first like 15 minutes of it to uh-huh. this and even marriage story is it like it seems like Greta Gerwig has had an influence on his uh sensibilities as like a writer yeah it seems like it yeah it, I mean I mean I'm also I'm comparing someone's like first movie ever to like their most recent one like literally almost three decades later so it could be that but but you can though you can because I think he took like a break I think there was yeah. like a huge break between like, I think he made one in like 1999 and then it was like a really long time till he made another. Yeah. One. But like, you know, like it feels like, you know, uh, Meyerwitz still has like very witty dialogue. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very stylized dialogue. Like I don't get like people, like I've heard people describe it as like naturalistic and I don't really get that. Like it feels very stylized to me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and but like I it, think it doesn't feel as like in kicking and screaming, it feels very caustic. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you know, like very like I mean, you know, it that movie's about like a bunch of like college age like intellectuals with a capital I. So I you know, but I might just be projecting, but that's just not Oh I first off, what the fuck does caustic mean? Oh, like cynical, I guess. Like okay, kind of, okay, okay. Like me. No, I was I was about to say that too. Uh he because one thing i saw in like some reviews was like oh i don't think the like hipster shit aged well but i'm pretty sure he was being like 
I'm pretty sure he was making fun of that. Like it seemed like he was uh, intentionally making like corny ass hipsters in like his movies. Like yeah, Francis that's Pye. the thing I couldn't, I can't quite nail down about him. And both like, and in uh, Meyerowitz stories, and even in Marriage Story, yeah, it's like you know you have like New York intellectuals, yeah. And I'm like, am I supposed to find these people insufferable? Like, is this the what the point? You know, like I want to say it's the point, but you know, well, I, I I'd encourage for you to watch the Squid and the Whale then, because that's yeah. literally about oh, two God. intellectuals getting a divorce, and like one of their kids is like a fucking wannabe intellectual like them and it's really oh, good that's, I, is that where the kafka-esque thing comes from i i, I don't like I don't he know. describes a book by frank kafka it's jesse eisenberg oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he that's describes a book by frank kafka's kafka-esque that is, and it is okay yeah so, yeah but uh i i mean i gave that movie five stars then i saw the tag you, line, i was like fuck this fuck all you. moises know how to do is eat hot chip charge his phone give noah Bombeck five stars on letterboxd <laughs> and lie <laughs> listen <laughs> i love i honestly loved it like i was trying reason i was trying to find reasons to hate it and then <laughs> he i saw i like searched it up and the tagline is joint custody blows I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you serious? Like, you obviously have so much creative control, but, like, when it came to the advertisements, you just gave it to whoever the fuck you wanted. Because, like, yeah. Ugh. Is it? Is there also a joke? Because it's, like, the squid and the, wh- the whale. It's like, ah, there she blows, you know? <laughs> is that, like, what it's going for, I wonder? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. Just know when they said the squid and the whale in the movie, I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the movie. <laughs> but it's I don't know. Like Watching this, his movies. It's, it's just like in this movie when Ben Stiller says, guys, I don't have time to listen to the Meyerowitz stories new and selected. <laughs> <You know? laughs> when he puts in the tape that says the Meyerowitz stories new and selected. Or when Adam Driver and Scott Johansson are fighting and he goes, this is a marriage story. <laughs> uh, uh thank you i before we like start you know actually talking about the movie we're laying <laughs> the foundation we're laying the foundation of noah bombach's career and uh your love for him and my like absolute neutrality on him <laughs> yeah but i have shit i've realized i have really shitty taste and basic taste in your defense I don't think there's a single student at our film school who's seen Children of Men. So, like, <laughs> hey, that's fucking. That's probably not tier. true, but I've never met. Yeah, him that's either. definitely not true, but it's just. Uh, we'll be talking about film school stereotypes with this movie. Almost oh, definitely. Yeah, let's I've go. definitely aired this dirty laundry before, but I've never met a single fucking student at my film school who's like, looked me in the eye and said, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. I've never yeah. met anyone like that. I have. I. It's yeah. usually people say like the fucking Dark Knight or like Avengers Endgame. Yeah, you're right. More people said like when you more people. I feel like more people to me said like, oh, the Empire Strikes Back than any like Tarantino. Yeah. Movie. And like it there's also like I, I guess it just might be the school we go to. I'm sure if you went to like fucking USC or something, you know, it would be different. But like there's also a lot of like Lady Bird or like Midsummer. Yeah, that was that was a weird one to hear. 
Like when people would say midsummer, it's like what the fuck? It came out like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you watched one movie and decided you wanted to become a film major? <laughs> yeah. Damn, you like decided this like after you got in, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm. We don't judge tastes. Yeah, we do. If you have do, bad taste, I, mean, I don't fuck with you. We, we only do. have people with good taste on this podcast. We have the best taste in the world. Here's the thing. We will judge your taste because you're allowed to judge our taste. That like No, we have we objectively <laughs> have the best taste in the world. Okay. And speaking of which, I want to talk about speaking of like our time in film school, uh this um Noah Baumbach was actually like one of the first um friend dates i guess we went on <laughs> oh yeah this is like one of the first movies we of marriage story was like one of the first movies we saw it was like wasn't it like a couple days after we saw uncut gems or was it before i'm i think it was after yeah God, what I'm a week sure it was after what a week for the movies but i yeah i've Dude. rewatched recently oh, rewatched marriage story and holy shit it holds the fuck up i fucking love I that should rewatch it. movie I'm not sure how I feel about that movie, honestly. I should watch it again. I bought it, so. <laughs> I'm a person who actually bought the movie. Biggest schmuck in the world. <laughs> bought a movie on Netflix. Um, but, oh God, take me back to November 2019 when I saw Irishman, Uncut Gems, and Marriage Story in theaters like all in the, a week of each other. That sounds like a depressing week. Oh my God, it was so brutal. And like, it, it, it capped off like even more depressing like I, like uh, when we saw marriage store you well actually you can attest like i was very distracted during marriage yeah story. you were <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that i was going through my own marriage story it's fine you didn't see me crying so it's okay <laughs> uh i was texting someone i was like you're fucking insane <laughs> and you're fucking winning <laughs> I love the marriage story argument. It's a shame that that's like what really took off from that movie. Yeah, I don't, man, uh, I fucking because I mean that's movie. like yeah, I mean they're, they're I think they're both pretty good in it, but like that scene is like not their best like in the whole movie. Like it's good, but oh, it's most like, definitely I, not. I don't feel like that's the Oscar clip, you know? No, it's not. Uh, I was gonna say because we're like starting. I mean, we're talking about like his style a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's start. Get, um, we could start just talking about Meyerwitz now. Um, uh, well, Meyerwitz stories, which is about um, this family, uh, this group of siblings played by Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, and Elizabeth Marvel, and their crotchety like um, asshole <laughs> piece of shit dad. Who's like this like sculptor in um, New York, and he uh, not super successful, right? I think I I don't I I don't know yeah. enough about like the even, art world. Even when he was younger, he wasn't like very successful. But right. even now, it's just like even worse for him. Uh, you were saying about his style. I didn't mean that. Well, it seems like because um, like kicking and screaming was you know his debut. I think. Yeah, and it was about like you know. Pre- pretentious college kids and their weird pretentiousness and they graduate college and now they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do like when i watch francis ha which is like after watching five of his movies it's my favorite of his it's it's weird because like that movie i feel like most of the movies it seems like you're not supposed to like anybody 
Because mm-hmm. like, except Mary, that that, and I think like Greta, you're right when you said like Greta Gerwig might have like changed him a little bit. Yeah, like he doesn't seem as satirical. Because I, I've from what yeah. I know about Squid and the Whale, it's like a full on satire. Yeah, definitely. But well, and like Frances Ha, she's like, why the fuck would you not like this character? Like, she's obviously making stupid choices, but like, <laughs> goddamn, how do you not like her? Like. So I feel like Meyerowitz stories is a mix, like kind of a mix. Cause it's like, we, you, these characters are obviously shitty people. I mean, I don't know if I'd go as far as shitty. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. The dad sucks. Well, they're not as likable, I guess. No, no, yeah. They're like kind of, they're messy. They're messy. Yeah. They're messy. They're messy. And so it's funny to see like, I don't know, I guess to see Adam Sandler list because who the fuck, like, I, I, even after <laughs> I we've talked about Punch Drunk Love and, you know, yeah. all these movies, well, this is still a weird one. Interestingly enough, because I, I managed to find a little nugget of information. I searched the internet far and wide and it took me uh, five minutes to find an answer. <laughs> um, and you know, we talked about how with like other dramatic uh, roles, like Punch Drunk Love, and especially um, uh, Uncut Gems coming up about how he has to be like really like convinced. Like, he, yeah. you know, these directors like reach out to him and are like, I want to work with you. I know it's daunting, but trust me, I really want to work with you, you know? Yeah. While with this, and I think if I had to like guess, he knew him through Ben Stiller because as we said, Ben Stiller is a frequent collaborator. And I guess Muse of Bombac and uh, Stiller's friends with Sandler, you know, uh, Stiller uh, fucking killed it in Happy Gilmore all those episodes ago. Hmm. I think uh, Bombac in an interview mentions like he had he just like had this like meeting hangout thing with Sandler a few years before Meyerowitz. And Sandler said like, hey, i I, you know, whatever you got, I'd like to, you know, work with you. If you have a, if you have something for me, I'd love to do it. Which is interesting to me because like, you know, he usually doesn't do that, especially for more dramatic stuff. Well, okay. Well, let's bring up now, like the whole, the, the very, it's rumor. It's a rumor. That is all it is. It is simply a rumor. that Insider information. Yeah. Supposedly the next Netflix, Netflix flick is going to be like a, dramatic sandler movie oh right 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 i sent you this yeah so like Uh, i don't know maybe it's he saw where he was in his career was like yo like people love my dramatic shit i like noah bombach i see what he's doing for someone like ben stiller let me fucking see what i could do but i guess what yeah what what, the reason why it's confusing at this point in his career like right here my stories is he hasn't done this. You're right. Like yeah. Punch Drunk Love, it was, you know, PTA reaching out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rain Over Me is the only one that was a little different. Yeah, that was Happy Madison produced. Yeah. But that was also, it, I think, from what we felt. Because <laughs> remember, the, the guy wanted fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is still like the, the like trivia of like this person was considered for the role like doesn't mean anything <laughs> like like we're like working on uh, a short thing now and if we say like oh we're considering uh robert padson for this role 
it doesn't mean shit. Like he's not going to be in it. We just yeah. would like for him to be, you know. Uh, but Rain Over Me, I think, was kind of like almost doing a favor for a friend. Yeah. But also he still had to be convinced, you know, by the director. And um, yeah, I, it's just interesting because if you look at Bombax other stuff, it doesn't quite scream like, oh, Sandler would be exactly. right this. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's which is why I'm so surprised because like he, I think it's just we I've made this point before and I think you agreed. Whenever he works with like a, I guess more artistic director, he, they know what the fuck to do with him every single time. Like yeah, Unshrunk Love, there was like some anger in there, which is like what at that point in his career, which was all he was known for, and it's the same thing in this one. Like he has like this temper that sometimes like kind of just goes off which is weird mm-hmm. for a bombback movie because i feel like there hasn't been a character at all yeah. like his yeah. character his bombback's characters yeah you know, seem to be more like neurotic kind of like dweeby yeah you know like they're like uh they like to talk you know they yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. like they're not very confrontational which uh, is set up and hey great setup the first scene of the movie yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Meyer Witt's the stories. Uh, the first Meyer Witt story is Danny trying to park. Uh, so as Sandler's character, again, like, you know, like you said earlier, uh, this, like other Bombag movies, don't really have plot. Yeah. So, like, we can kind of jump around a bit. Uh, but uh, Sandler's character, Danny Meyerwitz, is... Um, Stay at Mr. home. Mr. Meyerowitz. Mr. Meyerowitz. <laughs> <sighs> Mr. Meyerowitz. Uh, is Sandler's character is uh, a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. post-divorce, taking his, uh, hanging out with his daughter right before she goes off to film school at a mm-hmm. Bard college. Yeah. And uh, just to do a little bit of analysis on it, his character, like, doesn't, really have a place like i i guess like a purpose maybe like he can't be a husband you know anymore because he's divorced and he can't be a father because his daughter's like grown up and going out into the world Mm -hmm. so he like i think him going back and like he uh his he moves in with his father played by dustin hoffman um i think that's kind of like him like reverting to like being a, a son being a child you know yeah I don't know, just some interest. Oh, can I say another thing about Noah Baumbach real quick? Yeah, go for it. He seems to choose the grainiest film stock possible. Oh my God, yeah. Holy shit, in all of his movies, what the fuck? He chooses the most grainy fucking stock in the world. You know, does get it, Noah Baumbach, you shoot on film, shut the fuck (laughs) up. Yeah, God. Does he always work um, with the same cinematographer? Because, like, I mean, this is... I I feel like this has to be like the same. Uh, I'm I'm guessing, but uh, another thing I really like this scene. I thought this scene was fucking awesome. Yeah. What scene? The like first scene of him like trying to park. Yeah, and he's like screaming, and his yeah. daughter's in the car. It, it, it's just funny because, you know, his daughter who, um, is played by, I believe her name is Grace Van Patten. And I spent the first hour of this movie thinking she was Shalene Woodley. 
imagine this my surprise when it turns out I am just dumb as shit. Help me out here, Moises. I don't know how to talk about this movie. Um, I mean, yeah, we can't. Um, I so yeah, like this first scene is like he has dinner with his um dad and um his dad's like third wife right before he's he drops his daughter or someone comes and picks his daughter up to go to uh bard college yeah we just uh, it's just full-on bomb back like <laughs> they're just talking about shit yeah and, just, like painters and photographers yeah and uh like probably a a a good joke of the movie, um, which is why I think I like Noah Bombay. He has, I I feel like yeah, his fucking movies like he's being very satirical. Um, his yeah. uh, the grandma is like, oh, they say you're going to a uh, school for film, huh? And she's just <laughs> like, yeah. And she's like, well, it seems like everybody's doing that nowadays. And <laughs> like four different characters say that throughout the movie. And they also say like that's where the money is now. Yeah. And, uh, is it? Not now. <laughs> no, no. Oh boy. I hope not. I hope not. Not right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just them, I'm, I guess, talking, you know, uh, the, the third wife, fourth wife, whatever she wants to sell the house. And, uh, Danny doesn't want to do it. Sandler doesn't want to do it. Cause he says like, you know, these things have value to me. But then we learn, like, oh, Ben Stiller um, is actually his half brother, and he's the one who grew up in that house, not Sandler. So it's like a weird, like, you nobody really gets what's going on because it doesn't seem like Sandler's character is super cynical and he just wants it for the money. Yeah, like we get this in this dinner scene, like you know, um, uh, is it Harold Harold uh, Meyerowitz, Danny's father? Uh, in his third wife, Maureen, and Mrs. their Meyerowitz. Um, Mrs. Meyer, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jean, the the sister, Mrs. Like, Meyerowitz, Mrs. Just Miss. I don't think she's married. Oh my bad. Um, uh, yeah, you know they're all kind of like just rapid fire, like you know, upstate New Yorker, <laughs> you know, like a dialogue. I don't know how else to describe it, and you can just sort of feel that Danny's kind of like out of place you know he feels yeah, out yeah, of place yeah. like he's wearing this like oh are you do you want to do a fit watch bro he's wearing fucking cargo shorts in the fall time with like a fucking tweed jacket <laughs> i it's like a um it's so know. fucking funny i don't or know is how it like I, a chore coat what is it it looks like like a, a jacket like a, like a mill worker wears i don't know it's like a leather yeah it's jacket. like a chore coat yeah, okay, okay. It's like a leather. Yeah, you're right. It has like those weird pockets on it and shit. Adam Sandler in this movie looks exactly how I want to look when I turn like 40. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a weird leather jacket on. He's got like an ugly flannel on with some cargo shorts and like yeah. some beat up ASICs. Oh, God, I can't wait to be that old. <laughs> yeah, same, same, dude. Dude, if I could just like skip from like... as, as It's mo- depressing, but I've been thinking that recently like if i could just be 40 i'd be kind of hype yeah like and this is a, a a weird like note but like i'm watching better call saul and jimmy and kim's relationship in that just like i mean 
just like when they're just like when there's nothing like you know plot wise they have to worry yeah when they're brushing the teeth just like watching a movie on like a shitty big tv you know yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm like fuck this is like dating as a 40 year old seems so much better than trying to date as a 19 or 20 year old yeah i i th- uh, i have nothing to say about that <laughs> Fuck, especially watching Bombbox movies. It's like, damn, I kind of want to be old already. Like, <laughs> it is depressing as fuck, but like, shit, it'd be kind of dope to be like, like 36 already right now. I think it might be just like what this comes from is like a desire to like skip the uncertainty yeah. of like early adulthood. Like, if I could just skip to when, like, I don't know, like, I've like edited a couple movies. Like I have, I'm like editing some TV show, you know, like it's steady. Yeah. Like that'd be nice. You know, like I've got, I've got a wife, maybe some kid that like jewels and calls me an asshole. <laughs> I could look think that. Jules will be around in 15 years. <laughs> It'll be jewel two. <laughs> jewel, jewel squared. Jewel. <laughs> this time it has nicotine, but less. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be 40 already. (laughs) Like, it Um, seems fucking lit. Like, it really does. There's, I hope that there aren't any 40 year olds listening to the podcast because they've got to be like seething right now. They got to be like, you fucking kids. But it's weird too because, like, watching Francis Hobb, that character is like 27, 26. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that seems cool. But then I watch this, and like, that seems even cooler. Actually, yeah. just that, if I could just skip like 25 to 30, like two, I feel like that'd be like the scariest years of just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Well, that's what Frances Haas literally about. Like, she. Oh God, I should watch it. I think. Yeah, I, really I, like I feel like you'd like it. I fucking love. I like it. Greta it's Gerwig. Black and white and shit. And... <laughs> I like Greta Gerwig a lot. That was my favorite out of the ones I watched. Like, have you, really have I told you the um, my favorite joke about Lady Bird? Tell me. Is oh no, I I can't remember which way it goes. Have you I even thought, watched that movie? No, I haven't. But I heard someone <laughs> say that Lady Bird is a goofy movie for women, and I can't. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine Lady Bird ends with um, uh, Lady Bird. I can only assume that's the main character's. Uh, name and her mom like going to a concert and at the end they sneak onto the stage so because uh lady bird told timothy chalamet she would be on the tv and fuck they should just do a remake of a goofy dude movie it honestly the, is with the cast of lady bird that Saoirse, is exactly what it Saoirse is Saoirse ronan as max um the mom fuck what's the Act, mom's act. I don't know her name but like she's, Lori, she gives an amazing performance of that fucking Lori mcclaff i believe Dang, dude, you're right. Who said that joke? They're a genius, whoever said that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Timothy Chalamet as uh, Roxanne. Dude, he's... <laughs> Shut... You haven't seen the movie. You don't know. Shut uh, up. Lucas Hedges. No, uh, Beanie Feldstein would be like uh, Max's friend that has like the cheese whiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, A24. Okay, my DMs are open. Hit I don't think they are. I, I have a private account. But follow me, A24, and then we'll talk. Let's get the ball rolling. If anything, we'll just have a Zoom thing, and, like, we'll have them read the script for a Goofy movie. Let's make a fucking Goofy Zoovy. Or, or, bear with me, Disney hit my DMs, and we'll do a remake of Lady Bird with Max and Goofy. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
Where, where God, you... I wish I had a fucking line I knew from Lady Bird that I could say like Goofy. <laughs> um, uh, fuck. <laughs> um, just say call me Lady Bird. My name's Lady Bird. Go, call me Lady Bird. <laughs> Goofy wouldn't be Lady Bird. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. Goofy wouldn't be Lady Um, shit. What did she say? <laughs> Never uh, mind. Okay, fuck it. We gotta talk about. You Meyer can't Wood's go to stories. NYU. It has almost been an hour. We gotta talk about Myerwitz. Okay, Myerwitz stories. Mister Myerwitz has stories. The end. No, Ellen, I just want to talk about. Okay, I just, I, I think I just want to focus on the family dynamic because I. Think okay, okay. It's interesting. I'm not in thinking about it. I might like this movie more than I thought I did. Okay. Nice. I, like I, like I, I, I think I told you, I think I admired Meyerwitz stories more than I actually, you know, liked it or enjoyed it. And that's also because I watched it at the time that I lovingly call in between two, four hour Zoom classes, you know, just oh, sort yeah. of squeezed it in there. I think the family dynamic is really uh, smart in that like every single child either maybe is or feels like the black sheep of the family. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. That's like, a great way to fucking describe it. Um, you know, uh Jean, uh, she's like, you know, the only daughter. And yeah, um, you can I, I also kind of like I don't know what your read on it is, but I also feel like she wasn't like super like, you know, n- neither of the three kids none of the three kids are like really artist types, I don't think. Yeah. Like they're all kind of like uh, you know, like Danny Sandler's character is like a stay-at-home dad. Ben Stiller, who wanted math. to be a pianist, but he like gave up. Yeah, Sandler's good at the piano, but he gave up. Uh, ben he Stiller's did. character is like a business manager. Yeah, yeah. And Gene like works in like an office. I think they talk about how like oh, uh, you know, dad always pushed art on us, and the only one that it really succeeded on was Danny because he genuinely liked playing the piano yeah but he didn't really you know it didn't stick enough for him to pursue it yeah and you kind of get the sense like her you know even more so than maybe uh danny or matthew like if it doesn't it can't doesn't feel like she can really keep up with like a lot of the artsy stuff you know yeah and plus we also find out like in honestly she might be the mvp because i'm thinking about there's a scene where she talks about like this abuse she suffered from one of their dad's friends as a child. Well, well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, she's my MVP. I, I yeah. thought she gave like my, she had, she was my favorite performance of the movie. She, it's like so subtle and yeah. Like it, she plays can, that scene, like almost the opposite of how you would expect someone to play it. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Marvel, my MVP. She's, oh she God. like, doesn't like break down in tears and like it's not a big like oscar moment or anything but she's like you know i have had to live through this like no exactly you know like they get mad about it and they smash the dude's car who did it and she's like what the fuck are you like i i've had to carry this for like most of my life you know yeah yeah she has the line that's like i could smash every car and burn the hospital down and it wouldn't change the fact that it kind of fucked me up yeah um yeah she's really good yeah, I think she might be the MVP. Yeah, it feels might. weird to give the Shooter McGavin yeah. Award for Supporting Excellence to this movie, but... <laughs> but... Yeah, she's my fucking Shooter McGavin Award for 
MVP. Ben Stiller's really solid. He's really solid, but she got my attention. Like she's yeah. really good in this. I'm, I don't. I've. She's. I've definitely seen her in something, you know. But I, she also got the fits. She does got the fits. Look at that trench coat. Yeah, that trench coat is hard, dude. She just missed it. Like if she had a turtleneck, she'd be fired. Yeah. But it's whatever. Uh, Matthew Ben Stiller's character is a half brother to the other siblings. Mm-hmm. He's from the second marriage, I believe. Yeah. Other father. So sure. yeah. Yeah, second sounds right. So, and he, you know, he feels, feels like his already kind of. Dis- yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels he's already. And like you, we also get the sense that like he's like achieved massive success just kind of like out of spite to like prove something to his father. Yeah. Or like, you know, and but it's like, like his, his dad doesn't really. Yeah. His dad talks about him all the time, like he's his favorite son. Hmm. But he doesn't talk to his favorite son like that. No, yeah. And, I mean, I guess it applies to the children. Like, he always talks good about the other children to, you know, and it just makes that child feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's... I mean... One thing I... yeah. Sorry, go on. He was fucking hanging out with him. And, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere... And, you know, Danny says, like, oh, can I go? And he's like, oh, well, I don't think, like, you've got an invite. But, you know, if I can get you in, like, yeah, I'll, I'll get you a ticket so you can pay to get in. But, yeah. He's a fucking asshole. He's an yeah, asshole. Yeah, he sucks. And he's appropriately played by Dustin Hoffman, who, <laughs> uh, by all accounts, is a massive piece of shit. <laughs> it's not even, like, a, like, rumors thing. He's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like that, I mean, like you know, I, I'm I'm airing out some dirty laundry about Dustin Hoffman, but like, you know, he was just like there's stories of like on Kramer versus Kramer, which is like, ironically, the original marriage story with him and um, Meryl Streep being like an abusive piece of shit to like get a good performance out of her. Do you yeah. you have to do you what the it's Meryl Streep? You don't have to do anything to get a good performance out of her. Yeah. It, it just, but like, just it is a fucking script. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all, there's also this interview with Stiller, Sandler, and like Hoffman on Good Morning America. And you can just feel this weird sort of tension between Stiller and Sandler, between with them and uh, Hoffman. What the fuck? Like, like you, you get, I, I, reading between the lines, I wouldn't be surprised if he was very difficult to work with on this movie. Which is I, weird, because, like, Adam Sandler and Ben Sitter seem like some of the nicest fucking actors out there. <laughs> like, No, and they're great friends, yeah. They're, like, Sandler, and any interview he they did for this movie, they couldn't stop talking about how much they loved working with each other. Yeah. Uh, th- like, there are two things in this movie that I think are, like, central pillars of uh, Bombax's work, and you disagree you know interrupt me if i'm like wrong but like he seems very interested in the idea of like intelligence quote unquote and like pretentiousness as like shields Uh uh-huh like you know kind of especially with the father character in this like like masking like very deep insecurity i agree yeah and he's also like interested in like generations like how that pat because like here i mean here it's very like that's in the text you know of like yeah. you have like three generations of this family you know you have harold meyerwitz you have his children and then you have um uh danny's daughter and uh 
Matthew's son, who we don't see, but we get the relationship. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just a side note. I know we've been talking about the movie very broadly, but I just want to get specific. How fucking weird is the son's dialogue over the phone in this movie? Yeah, it's fucking strange. It's cryptic. Is it, I'm like... I'm watching this. I'm like, is his son in the fucking Black Lodge? Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, and um, it popped out to, like, I, in Marriage Story, too, you know, you have, like, their kid, them, but you also have, like, her mom. You, ha- you have, like, the older lawyer. He gets Alan Alda's character, and there's also, like, the old guy in the cast in Marriage Story who's like, you know, when I had my third divorce, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, he seems uh, kind of very interested in how like each generation can either repeat or learn from the mistakes of the past yeah just i uh, I think i agree that's definitely like a repeating like conflict and topic in in a lot of his movies yeah but it's like nothing complex but like it's no it's it's effective i mean yeah it's effective it makes you think for sure especially in this it's like i mean it's hard to really like on like an objective or I guess like a literal level, like relate to any of these characters, you know? Yeah. Having something that universal, I think really um, strengthens like the emotional core of it. Uh-huh. Let's see, anything else we should really talk? Oh, um, Danny's daughter uh, <laughs> makes student films and they're really fucking weird. <laughs> Did you ever, like, <laughs> maybe that's Holy just- shit. Maybe that's just like an even artsier, fartsier college than the one we go to. But have you ever seen like a student film like that? Um, I have. <laughs> there definitely were all the most of the fuck. Yes, there was one that was made up of like, like weird interviews and like found footage, and it, it it's cool because like, well, it's it's not cool. Like documentaries that you see like that are really cool most of the time for me, but this one was so fucking shitty. Like so shittily made, and it was obviously so last minute. Oh yeah. So that's the weird thing. But I saw, but nothing. Yeah, no, not compared yeah. to her. I like that. Like, you can see that she has like. I mean, she has this like level of creativity that you would not like expect. Like just like looking at her or like hearing yeah, her yeah, talk yeah. in the first scene. Like it's almost funny like, too. like like. <laughs> Uh, like vulgar, like auteurism. <laughs> I don't. It, it's funny too because you're like, obviously, she has some like trauma that's going on with her that like she's dealing with through like making movies. Yeah, and and like none can, of her family sees this. They're just like, yeah, she makes good movies. Like, she, yeah, she. <laughs> and like, I mean, I do like because I I feel like in another like comedy movie if or drama if like um. Uh, as your child's like bizarre student film was like a plot point there would be some like moment where the there's like um the dad's like i just don't get it why can't you make normal movies you know yeah but instead like oh it's played so like good by every actor they're just like the production design is really remarkable it's <laughs> you know they're like it's you can see they're like I I I, I want to say it's like you can see they don't get it, but they don't want to like look like they don't get it. It's funny too because like the first one that they watch, 
they all watch it together and then like it and it cuts off halfway through because Danny is like, Yeah, I should have probably watched this by myself first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, she may- yeah. she's like naked in them and like she's like Oh yeah, like like the first one is um she it's about a superhero of like she says like I want to go to college and have sex and she becomes vagina man a guy with a, <laughs> someone uh, someone with a penis and a vagina yes and like vagina man I I think that like had to be I'm just imagining like them watching them in class yes that has to be like the weirdest one like er, 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 like and there's something kind of nice to imagine but it's both I don't know like because like in my experience there's always one that's like wow that was kind of bizarre yeah. Yeah, I mean that's like we're not shitting on people who like did something weird. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you th- do weird, what, I'd like it. Yeah, like even if I don't like it, I respect it. You know. Yeah, I did something and, like. Weird. I did too. It was like about like a dead body. That's right. You still haven't shown me that. I gotta show you. I'll send you the link if I can right, find cool, it. Cool, cool. I I think I've shown did I I, sh- I think I've shown you mine right. I play a dead body. Nice. <laughs> It's the role you were born for, I think. It was the fucking role I was like that I've been wanting since I was born. Oh, can you hear the train pass by? Yeah, it's fine. I my train passed by earlier too. Oh, nice! It made its way from you to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know, like we're we're dunking on people who like obviously like waited until like you know the night before and then like filmed something, and it's like. What he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? Like, I shouldn't dunk on people for time management. But, like, if you're, like, waiting until the night before, before you start, like, filming something, like, why are you in film school? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that could be, that could go for anything, I guess. Ah, uh, who am I fucking, who am I fucking kidding? I'm like, I, I have a project today that I started last night. I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, skipping ahead to the end, uh, the the movie's kind of centered around like their dad has like uh, a problem with his brain, <laughs> like and he's in the hospital for a bit, and the siblings kind of reunite over this. Yeah, and it's about them kind of coming to terms with like the the less than perfect relationship they had with their father. Yes, uh, you know, parents will disappointment. You know, like realizing that, like you know the. the they're realizing that maybe the person they've been trying to impress all the year, these years isn't worth, you know, all that great, like isn't worth it. And uh, I think it's kind of bittersweet in that. Like they both, uh, they all like, like Danny decides like the finally, like I can go out, I'm going to go to LA, you know, and visit um, Matthew. Um, yeah. Gene I- is like <laughs> acting in um, the film students, like, movies yeah you know, she's found like a creative outlet uh i, I mean yeah. we haven't well finish this hold on finish your thought yeah say no it. that was the end of the thought i was okay uh, okay we haven't like said it but like adam is really fucking good in this oh no he is yeah he's like really it, it's it's weird because let's see like punch drug level is very subtle Rain over well, me. Was I don't know. All, I think it was subtle. I think it was like a subtle punch drug glove. Yeah, okay. Punch drug glove is a very big character played subtly. <laughs> I was yeah, saying. and rain over me. He's like going all in on this weird character. Yeah, funny people again was pretty subtle. Well, um, I'm. I feel I, like this is like the most like normal dramatic. Well, yeah, I was gonna given. say is normal. 
I would say there's a touch of subtlety in there. But what I was what I was gonna say, like my point was, you know, we haven't seen him go all out and it it goes well unless it's a comedy. So like, you know, coming up on Uncut Gems where he goes all out. Yeah. It's like it's it's a good thing to see because it's obvious that it, you know, right over me, he was going all out and it it didn't pay off all the way. But um you know, we we know he has fucking goddamn drive to do this shit, and he has he has it in his system. And I think this movie was starting to show that, like mm-hmm. even more than the other ones, because that that like that last scene when he just like fucking his he's like tired of his dad. He just like throws the plate down. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, I do. It is. I mean, the last bit I I think is like weirdly directed. <laughs> I don't, but where like keeps going like back and forth you know that thing? yeah yeah like i'm not sure i get that but i don't know i'm i'm, I'm a dumb boy i'm a dumb boy <laughs> but yeah adam's like i i don't know like there's not much to say i guess but he's like really good i would highly suggest if i mean of course you're watching this movie but if you didn't watch the movie i would highly suggest watching this movie because he's a great performance in this yeah he's really good uh anything else we're not like talking about I mean, we didn't talk about anything, so let's just wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, there's a, a fight scene between Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller. Yeah, reminiscent of funny people. Yeah, yeah I really liked. Uh, it starts like as, um, you know, it's like I said, like they all each think they're the black sheep. So it's like yeah. two people like they're yelling at each other because they think that the other is dad's favorite. Yeah, and they like resent the other because of that, and it turns into like a, an actual fight that's like really pathetic, and like, <laughs> uh, and then it cuts to Ben Stiller giving a speech, and he's like bleeding from his nose with like a bruise on his face, and uh, <laughs> like it cuts from that to them giving a speech at their dad's uh, thing, <laughs> and I we see Ben Stiller cry, which I feel like I've never. Seen. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, it, that scene. I wrote down, and I think I, I another thing I've noticed in Bombay is that, like he knows how to make like pathetic moments like really hard to watch. Yeah, because like again, I like like I was saying earlier, like in another movie that could have been an Oscar moment, like he gets choked up, but he gets like give this gives this really like emotional, heartfelt speech about how he that he feels about his dad, but instead he's like really like gross looking like he's yeah like, oh, and he's like he's like fine really at this point he's like finding like he's finding out oh shit like my dad actually like is a fucking asshole like yeah he's yeah, like he, come to realization like he, when he's supposed to be like supporting his dad right now yeah and like he can't even finish the speech you know like uh i like that you know it's like it feels very human and like yeah kind of it, it like the thing it reminded me of was like the social worker visit from Marriage Story, when like he accidentally cuts his arm. Yeah, it's, that feels yeah, like yeah. really like I mean in like a very darkly comedic way. It feels like really gross and depressing, you know. Yeah, then like Adam comes and he has no idea what what to no, say. No, and he doesn't give a good. He gives a really bad speech. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, any final thoughts from the Bombax stand? Um, I still stand Bombeck. That's it. 
That's all I have to say. Oh, there is a line. There is actually a really good line in Danny's speech is like, he's like talking about reckoning with his dad's legacy or whatever. And he says, and if he isn't a great artist, that means he was just a prick, which is a good line. Yeah. That's a great line. Um, yeah, I liked it. I feel like I should have liked it more, but I'm planning on rewatching it. Um, solid, really great performance from Sandler. It's, it feels unlike anything that he's done in a dramatic turn. Like, I, 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 I don't think, like, you know, we always talk about how, like, you know, like, aggressive Sandler characters are. And this feels like the most, like, neurotic, pushover-y. You know, this feels, more, there. this feels more like type B than, like, Sandler usually plays. Yeah, but that like, rage is there. Yeah, and the it, rage is still there. Out, it's and great. It, and it comes out usually when he's trying to park, which is funny it's yeah it's it's oh, fuck i really like this movie god damn it anything else you want to say about the meyerwood stories it was fucking great go watch it I, but i assume you've already watched it that's why you're listening to right this, this is a, not a good episode to listen to if you haven't seen the movie well, actually, <laughs> we talked about it in other shit yeah, i feel like the first 30 minutes you could it's fine but <laughs> yeah yeah just that counts as a play um as we start to wrap up i always do just looking ahead uh, next week we have the week of never fucking seen that. Oh, I'm hyped for this one. Uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler on that. And then after that, we start our two week. Oh, fuck Moises. I keep forgetting. Oh shit. Shit. Fuck. Uh, um, we, <laughs> we have our two part Halloween special. We have Halloween week. And, <laughs> Um, October, Friday, October 23rd, we're doing the Hotel Transylvania trilogy, all three in one episode. That'll be an interesting one. And then the week after that, uh, we're talking about Hubie Halloween, which actually comes out next Wednesday, I believe. Um, can't wait to watch that. Should we watch that like when it comes out and recording? I want then? to, I kind of want feel, to. I'm not gonna like be able to wait that long, I don't think. I, I agree, we should, yeah. Well, fine time. Uh, but anyway, oh gosh, I'm so I just skipped a whole. Okay, so it's the week of, and then murder mystery with count them, not one, but two. Yes, right, Moises. Yes, that will announce as we always do when the episode is out. And <laughs> uh, Wait, when is that? Is that two weeks? Uh, that's uh, October sixteenth. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after Halloween is over, November sixth, Uncut Gems, the big one, the 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 Moby Dick we've been chasing this whole series. And after that, the last Sandler episode, and then we we're gonna go into our um, Exit Sandman. Man, yeah. Uh, I I don't know when we'll. I think when should we announce like what our personal choices are. When when do you want to? I don't. Maybe like I think like end of October. Like yeah, like let's say end of October because like I don't want to. So let's do it on the Hubie Halloween episode. Yeah, let's do it on the Hubie Halloween. But we can tease. We'll keep teasing them. Um, correct me if I. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Moises. But I feel like the theme we've chosen is we've each chosen two movies. One of those movies is something we saw that like early on like incited our love for movies and filmmaking yes. and the other 
which is weird because your pick makes sense. Mine is like, why would I watch that when I was younger? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like, I started to say that. I'm like, fuck, I hope he didn't watch that when he, was. I, I did. I did. I owned the DVD for that movie and I watched it like 10 times when I was like fucking yeah. 11. And then our second choice, each of us picked a movie that like we watched like pretty recently that we love. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, this is one of the first movies we loved and then this is one like most recently that like we and um and then we've also got a fifth choice that we both love and could talk about forever oh yeah our our choice and, and we also and not, are not really sure how we're going to format those episodes yet but oh no well i mean because no yeah probably no format i say like whoever's pick it is like leads the way Cause like, like I, cause the, I, I, I'm thinking about the second movie. That's a long movie. Your it's second movie, ass, my second movie, and then our movie together is a long ass movie. This I is like my yeah okay yeah yours ah, that's pretty long but yeah it's it's fucking long. I mean we've hmm, that yeah that, well we, how long is funny people? <laughs> really long. <laughs> funny people was almost as long as your second pick. Okay. We've done it before. We'll be fine. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is so fun to try and talk about without saying the name of the movie. Let's just say. Look up we, movies that are almost as long, that are just a little bit longer than funny people. Kellen, yeah. we, we may or may not have mentioned one of the movies by title in this episode, but we're not going to say. So, yeah. We did. We did. Did we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> exactly. So let's not talk about it anymore. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, but those episodes, those would be just a nice sort of like end of year uh, treat. We're treating ourselves, you know, and we're also um, that'll be a nice transition period into who we're talking about starting in 2021, which we've given you hints. We have given you hints and we'll announce that in the last Sandler episode because we can't take the focus on Adam, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm putting together a schedule, but, like, I'm still thinking about uh, Mr. Sandler. Mr. Sandler. Mr. Sandler. As we start to wrap up, so as we start to really uh, wrap up this week, uh, we end, as we always do, with non-Sandler media recommendations. These can be anything, movie, book, TV show, video game, painting, poem, um, statue, Stop uh, with the podcast, song, album. Should I, re- should I recommend a painting? I the thing okay here's the, here's the sort of um cold war esque tension between me and Moises right now is I have two things I want to recommend I but there's one, one them, that I know goddamn well and I'm I'm giving it to you go ahead recommend it I was going to recommend it but I'm giving it to you No 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 I wanted to give it to you so I could recommend my other thing No I want to give it to you because I knew that it just, I feel like it probably hit you more than it hit me Okay can I give two then? Because I have a, a second. Yeah, okay. let me give mine first. Let me give. Mine yeah, first. you give yours first. Um, Francis Hawk. It's Noah Baumbach's best movie. Go watch it. It's on I Netflix. Need, I need to watch that. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. She's great in it. Uh, Noah Baumbach is. I'm I'm growing to like him a lot. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> You're a stan. Not um, as much as PTA because he's the best ever. But okay, PTA is really good. Let me take a sip of water. Go ahead. Yep. That's just screaming out loud scream it i hope you all are um <clears throat> taking shelter because uh sorry let me get a sip of water 
Mew Tokyo is about to explode. Of course, I'm fucking recommending Akira. I watched it for the first time this week. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy fucking holy shit. God, like, it's so rare for, like, a movie to not only live up to the hype, but exceed it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I heard it was good. I didn't know it was that fucking good. I would have watched it, like, years ago if I knew it was that exactly. good. <laughs> for me, it was always, like, I got to wait to to watch this, like, perfect. Like, I have to have the perfect setting. And yeah. guess what? They fucking re-released it. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go see this in the theater. Empty theater. Empty I, theater. I saw it in an empty theater. I saw it in an empty theater, which I was, like, made sure of. <laughs> I'm a, it, oh, man. Um... Just one of the best animated movies ever. I, it's fucking, it's so iconic. Like you've, if you haven't seen it, you've definitely seen the motorcycle slide that like everyone since like emulates, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I, 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 I went in pretty blind, so I won't describe too much, but just know that it's like incredible. And like the weird. past, like it's, Oh God, it is weird. It's bizarre. It's very weird. But the past 30 years of pop culture wouldn't be the same without it. And I like, and I, that's hyperbolic, but like, I believe that. But yeah, Akira Incredible, like, sort of a cyberpunk post, um, pre post apocalypse, <laughs> you know, simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really, it's great. And the other thing I wanted to recommend is, it's very hard to describe. It, it checks a few of the boxes of the whenever I list, you know, the non-Sandler media recommendations. It's this um, multimedia sci-fi story, I guess, on the internet. It's called, uh, let me make sure I don't fuck up the name, 17,776. Written by John Boys, who's um, a writer for SB Nation, a sports website. And it's this real, it, it's the, the easiest way to describe it that doesn't even begin to like paint the whole picture is that it's a s- story about the future of football. Um, it takes place in the very far future, you know, 17,776. And when for seemingly no reason, human beings have become immortal, they've stopped aging, they've stopped being born, they stopped dying. And so the only thing left for humanity to do is to keep itself from getting bored. And they do this by playing these really bizarre, like huge games of football. Like there's one game of football that's going on in the story that's been going on for like decades or centuries where like the end zones are the East and West coast. Um, That sounds um, fucking awesome. Yeah. um, The, uh, I'll, I won't say any more. Uh, like, if you just look up 1776, you know, it, what, what football will look like in the future, just click on that. Uh, part of the fun, I think, is, um, like, reading it and kind of discovering, like, exactly what's going on. You know, like, it, especially, like, who the narrators of the story are. So I, I'll leave that. If But, like, uh, it's... Uh, it's really funny. It's got a great sense of humor, but it, it all, it's also very um, existential and bittersweet. And um, I highly recommend it because the sequel just started earlier this week called um, "1776 Part 2. No, it's it's oh God, it's some twenty thousand twenty. So oh. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. Just added an extra zero, I think. Anyway. Uh, yeah, seventeen thousand seven hundred seventy-six. Great, uh, 
little niche corner of the internet. But yeah, those uh, are my I'm two recommendations. Love taking a shit. Go for it. Um, yeah. All right. Those I I cheated, but you can have two recommendations next. Oh, what the want. heck? He has this weird page. Yeah. What, <laughs> what the heck? Oh God, this is scary. I'm backing out. Yeah, just uh, when you get the chance, really sit down with it. It's cool. Okay. But, um, <laughs> um, oh, this right. is old. Yeah, this it's I mean, it's from the summer of uh, 2017. Yeah. But it's on my mind recently because uh, the sequel started and I'm very excited about it. And because fucking the world is weird as fuck right now. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, like the world in it is like the, technically a, in a post-apocalypse. It's like post whatever the opposite of an apocalypse is, you know, like post all like worries. Like, what do we do when there's nothing to worry about? Which is its own sort of apocalypse in a weird way. Anyway, it's yeah. just food for thought. Aki- let's just say Akira got my mind fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I told Moise, so like the, the ending of Akira is sort of infamous for being very disturbing. But after, like I came out of Akira and realized that the, the presidential debate had just started. And like I sort of wished that I was in the ending of Akira. <laughs> like That but... seemed like a, a more pleasant fate than the one I had walked into. Thing that's going to do for uh, for us this week, uh, intro and outro music. Hold on, I'm coming by Sam and Dave. Um, the deadline is, I by the time this episode comes out, there will still be time to register in Indiana if you haven't already to vote. Please, please fucking vote. Uh, yeah, so register to vote unless you're voting for Donald Trump. In that case, as we said last week, please just go fuck yourself. Um, am I forgetting anything, Moises? Um, vote. Yeah. Oh, and then we get to my favorite part of each episode uh, that I definitely remember each week. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Sandler fact of the week. This is um, uh, a little nugget of information, a factoid about Adam Sandler to just, uh, you know, get you through the week, something to think about, reflect upon. uh, And you learn something new about the Sandman. Do you have one, Moises? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, the fact of the week is Adam Sandler participates in fantasy football every year. <laughs> um, I'm Moise Camacho. Uh, I'm Kellen Kermins. And I just realized we didn't, int- I don't think we introduced ourselves at the beginning of the episode. So well, if you're a first time listener, guess what? We've been <laughs> Kellen and Moises this whole time. And Adam Sandler plays fantasy football. It's a fact. I, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>